tombstoners and welcome back to another frightening episode of high on horror i'm one of your hosts chris joined by my two spooky comrades here josh and miles and this week we are talking about one of the most classic horror movies arguably of at least in our generation for me this is like a genre defining one of my favorite genre defining films of all time and it's just it's crucial to the fabric of zombie films i'm talking about dawn of the dead george a romero's film this was what 1980 1978 excuse me Whew. almost missed it there <laughs> how you guys doing today what's up buddy back at it again with the white vans Oh, we killed that, Miles. <laughs> Daniel we will never it. die. <laughs> Undead white vets. <laughs> yeah, so we did, let's see, last week we did Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. which was the, not really the, the prede- it was the predecessor to this, but not yeah. the prequel, right? Like, this is not. No, yeah, it's the prequel. Yeah, It is? So it's just. This a, is his second film in the series. It's yeah. just a different different story about a different group yeah he never really made like tie-in stories for any of his it's just further into the apocalypse got it okay Mm. so like that's the first night this is like the first week and then i think the the next one is day of the dead which is like the first like month that's my favorite zombie movie and see i've never seen that one i actually that was my first time seeing this one I thought, yeah, this is my first time as well, because I thought I had seen this, but I had actually seen Day of the Dead. I got to mix up. I had seen this when I was young, but it's it's been a real long time. I remembered finding it very slow when I was young, and we'll get into, I guess, how we feel about that as we talk about the episode. But I believe we all have some frightful finds to get into. Dude, we have a freaking dump truck. We've got a tractor trailer <laughs> convoy of frightful finds this this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We have first of all, spooky season's in full effect. So, we've all been binging horror movies like nobody's business. In addition to that, they told me to go first cuz they're like we got to cut you off if you run too long. So, I might go speed running <laughs> on you guys here. But Tombstoners I got to go to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. It was freaking awesome, as per usual. I hadn't gone for probably like three or four years now. And, you know, I've lived around Disney and Orlando my whole life. So, like, I went every year growing up, got into college, eventually stopped coming back down because Octobers were busy and I just, like, couldn't make it down. So, I missed a couple years, but I've been to a bunch. This was such a good year. I got to give them mad props um the houses were some of the best that i in memory um the last of his house in particular stood out we're talking zombies it was so freaking good i got uh you know in the haunted houses where like if you get the timing right you just get scared over and over again for like Mm -hmm. five minutes i got caught in that loop on that house in particular with the boomers from the last of us (laughs) and they all kept popping out at me and i was i shat a brick um <laughs> so that house definitely stood out. Um Exorcist Believer House was all right. Stranger Things House was really cool. Uh they had like oh, yeah. Eddie and um Oh my god, D- uh Dustin 
it, like when Eddie's shredding, playing Master of Puppets, and like bats flying overhead. So a lot of really cool things. Um, but the scare zones were they left a little bit to be desired, to be honest. It's it seemed like they pared down on those a little bit, but the houses were totally worth it. And we had someone in our group who. I didn't know this, but they had broken their neck the year before, so we got free fast passes for our group of twelve, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which was fucking sick. How do you do that with a broken neck? Probably the most jarring of exercises. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know, but I was like, you can come in my group whenever you want. <laughs> Break your neck every other year. Um, so yeah, Halloween Horror Nights was was super awesome. Um, they also had a beer there that was like ecto slime um and it's supposed Ooh. to be like the Gr- ghostbusters slime it's a i think it's a craft beer like sour uh brewed by a florida brewery and i thought that was pretty cool uh in addition to that i went to a uh candlelight uh string quartet performance in a old cigar rolling factory that had been converted to a theater in ebor city here in tampa that was super cool. It was Halloween themed and they played Thriller, the Stranger Things theme, Ghostbusters. They played some Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. They played Beetlejuice. They played um, the theme for Psycho and Halloween. And then they also had this one song. I'll have to send it to you guys. It is I recommended it on the Geek Peak this week. I'm not going to say it because it's a long-ass uh, symphonic, like, orchestral piece. It's like... But it's by Shaitakovsky, I think is what his name is. And it needs to be a horror movie score. Shostakovich. That's what it is. It's uh, String Quartet number 8 in C minor. Uh operatic 110 movement too that's my so favorite lot, song bro i'm telling you though for real you're gonna listen to it and you're <laughs> rolls off the tongue you're gonna be like what <laughs> the fuck and i um i had to ask my fiance who is much more cultured than i am in classical music i was like hey what is what what is this because i need to know because the song bumps and i'm dropping a link a video link for you guys to check it out um some point it's the five minute mark of that youtube video but yeah um so that was amazing it was really really fun and it was just like very vibey uh and then this week i'm going to be going to they do at the tampa theater in downtown they do horror movie showings all through october and so they do all kinds of fun stuff. They do like Rocky horror picture show, like sing along kind of stuff. But, uh, so tonight was the shining. I didn't get to see that, but tomorrow we're going to go see train to Busan. And then on Thursday night, they're airing talk to me in the Tampa theater, which I'm like, I'm definitely going again. I'm taking my friend who hasn't seen it, which I'm like, (laughs) get ready. Brace yourself. (laughs) Um, okay. At the risk of being long winded, I also watched a shit ton of movies and I'm just going to run through them. And if you're looking for horror movies to watch over the spooky season, here's what I've been watching and I have them in categorized sections. So in the must watch section, I just rewatched crawl beautiful as ever. Great film. <laughs> uh, summer 84 
summer of 84. This movie slaps. I'm pretty sure this is a Shutter film. The ending, I wanted to watch that. Bro, the ending for this movie threw me for a freaking loop. It was, I really liked it. It had Mad Stranger Things vibes. That's a must watch for me. Hell yeah. Um, Interview with the Vampire, the TV show, uh, which you can get through the AMC Plus Pass, which includes Shudder. Um, that is, it's phenomenal. The television show is fantastic. I've been very happy. Um, on Netflix, Fall of the House of Usher. So freaking good. Like, stop what you're doing right now. Go watch that show. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. I love, I love Poe. It feels like an Edgar Allan Poe story juxtaposed onto like succession. So it's like this, like corporate modern, like everything's all about like perception. And then on in the meantime, there's like this fucking entity that's like killing people. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, big fan Mike Flanagan who did midnight mass and haunting of Hill house and Dr. Sleep, uh, did that one as well. Uh, worth watching saw 10. Yeah. Anyone saw X. Zep that... better be back. Dude. Zep is not back. Unfortunately, <laughs> I want a RIP Ze- to a legend. Give me a Zep prequel story. Like the whole <laughs> film is just like him. Um, getting hired as a janitor. <laughs> yeah, it's a slice of life until he gets like abducted by Jigsaw. Um, I would say second or third best film in the franchise. Definitely really? worth seeing. I will be like going back to the theater to see Saw from now on. I was very happy with it. It was a little slow in the beginning, but it was okay. Like the story made sense. The twist was good. The gore was good as always. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Totally killer on Amazon prime. It's kind of like a mix between happy death day and back to the future. Ooh. But as cool as that concept sounds, the movie fell a little flat for me. It's not like an absolute must watch. It's just a fun watch. So don't go in with like crazy yeah. high expectations. I was expecting it to like really be badass, and it didn't hit that. No, I want to see that. It was fun though. It's, it's a good watch. That one's on prime. Uh, no one will save you, which is the alien film on Hulu. I think maybe I talked about that one um, in one of yep. our recent episodes. Midnight Meat Train, with Bradley <laughs> fucking Cooper. Let's talk about Bra- that one, <laughs> Sir Bradley Cooper, at your service. Okay, so first off, I don't know how many other horror movies Bradley Cooper's in, but I'm happy he's in at least one. Uh, this movie was good. I liked it. It did have some really great gore scenes and some fun kills, uh, some fun camera work with one of the kills with the decapitation that I really liked fun concept ending totally took the whole story out the rails for me. I had no, you will not be able to see where the freaking ending's going. I'll put it that way. Um, Funniest part of this movie, CGI subway trains. Yep. Shit was <laughs> cracking me up, bro. It is like so everything else looks believable in the film pretty much. Except, for, I mean, it does have some 3D moments because this was during that like early 2000s 3D bubble. Um, so like eyeballs like gouged out towards you and shit. But uh, overall, I was not unhappy that I watched it. I felt like I was missing. There was like a gap in my early 2000s horror knowledge, and it was a Bradley Cooper size gap. You had a midnight That's meat a... train shape hole in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> not in my heart, sweetheart. <laughs> 
That's a Clive Barker movie, creator of Hellraiser. Yes, and you can definitely tell because it is pretty brutal. Yeah, that movie is um, fucking gnarly, dude. <laughs> Vinny Jones so is really surprised. good, though. I was really he pleased is. with him in that movie. He's scary. He's definitely scary in that film. Hot off the heels of being the juggernaut at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely was an improvement for his career. <laughs> um, the next was a Korean horror film. I watched it, I believe, on Netflix called The Wailing. Um, I liked this movie. It was a real slow burn. It's a really long film. Uh, the parts that are good are great. There's a lot of buildup, and it suffers from pretty much my same complaint with 90% of horror movies. Should have been shortened down. Mm. Like, could have been, should have been. Um, overall, worth the watch, though, especially if you're into, like, demonic possession films or zombie-type films. Uh, it kind of does an interesting mix of both. Uh, this is my totally meh category. I'm down to my last four, so <laughs> then I'll hopefully run out of breath. Uh, Mayfair Witches, which is a... Um, so that interview with the Vampire TV show, they're doing they're building out a cinematic universe on TV. It's called the Immortal Universe. And uh, so it has Interview with the Vampire and those characters. And then it also has the Mayfair Witches, Led by Alexandra Daddario. I thought so. Let's get him cuz herself. So hot. I'm talking. I'm talking. Yep. I was waiting for it. I even paused. I, I, was, I, was, I was like, like I gotta, gonna... hold gotta hold it in. <laughs> She's so hot. Cannot be contained. <laughs> um, show is good. No, it's not good. It's all right. Um, I think it has promise as it continues. Alexandra Daddario is so hot. She's just not the best actress and she's like supposed to be carrying this show. And I, I don't know. She just doesn't really sell it all the way for me. I am interested in season two. The ending of course left you wanting more. So I'll be watching it because now I'm invested in the universe, but it's not something that you need to rush out and watch. Uh, Cam on Netflix Kind of a weird story. Cam girl, like sex worker online has her persona duplicated and she's trying to figure out if, is it an AI? Is it an individual that's fucking with her? Is it something paranormal? Falls really flat. Interesting concept. Just not very good movie. Not worth the watch in my opinion. Finally to the miss me with that bullshit category. I don't know if you're going to like this, Josh Halloween three. Yeah, I don't like that. I, <laughs> I, mean, I like that. I don't like your opinion. <laughs> I completely understand why people are like, Halloween 3 is underrated. It's not underrated. It's properly rated. It's rated poorly. <laughs> are you talking Season of the Witch right now, bro? I am talking How Season of the you. Witch. How I did not fuck you. with the corporate suits, like <laughs> mastermind plan to kill all the children with masks. That's just... I get... I understand the idea in terms of like how he wanted to build out the anthology series. The problem with that and why he didn't is because the second story is anthology series fucking sucked. <laughs> like you're going to Michael Myers is a great concept. I would expect him to, John Carpenter to be like, okay, this next one's going to be even crazier. And it was, but not in a good way. It didn't hit me. <laughs> um, it just didn't hit for me. But I can understand if people love it. And, you know, I think it's interesting. Halloween is such a weird franchise because people have such random favorite ones where some people will be like, 
Halloween five is my favorite. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So everyone's got their own opinion. Um, I'm not hating. I, it just, that was my first time watching it. I had to check it out for myself and I recommend you all do the same. Last one. It's, it's fun time. (laughs) I like last one. Tales of Halloween on Paramount plus this movie is a fucking abomination. Like <laughs> I've seen I that. said, miss me with that is Halloween three. And then 55,000 leagues below is tales of Halloween. <laughs> this Does this have the one with the little kid trick or treating with the devil? Yes. Mm. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen most of this. <laughs> oh my God. I had to stop midway through. I read the reviews and they're like, it's like a gory, like super campy version of trick or treat. And I'm like, Okay, started watching. I'm like, wow, they really sacrificed every bit of plot in this, and we're like 100% on gore, and like we're just going for it. And I don't know, nah. it didn't work for me at all. I I was not a fan. I turned it off midway. It might have missed some of the better skits, but I feel like if after the first two or three, I'm not sold. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bite. That one has no. Like yeah, a- I think that that one where the he's like him and the devil are pulling pranks. That's like the only good part out of everything I had seen of it. I was like, man, this is this is not good at all. That one was kind of funny. Yeah, that one's pretty... It's, yeah, it's not scary. It's just funny. The, they have like a parody Jason Voorhees one, if I recall correctly, that was hilarious. I don't know if it was at the beginning or the end, but I remember that one being like, okay, well, I, I did watch the movie. It wasn't crazy. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I didn't... I don't think I made it to that one, but yeah, I was really let down because... I'm pretty I'm pretty permissive of like okay, this movie is meant to be kind of stupid and I'm like going to let it off a little bit, but whoa, that was I could not endure. So, um and then I'm excited for this weekend, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. I think that'll be a fun fun movie and I think that might be I'm calling it early, this is before it's released. I think that might be the biggest October release for a horror film. It could be. It's a pretty popular sure. franchise. I don't know anything about it other than there's teddy bears that smile. It's Matthew Lillard, dog. Hell yeah. Justin Long is in freaking Goosebumps also. I meant to meant to tell you guys about that. <laughs> yeah. I want to watch that. It looks interesting. They always look interesting. But if they change their theme song at all, including the dog keyboard, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> That's true. Josh, what are your frightful finds? Um, I don't have a ton. I'll keep mine pretty short. I'm going to take the kids tomorrow t- for a 30th anniversary screening of Hocus Pocus. That'll be a fun time. Um, and then on Halloween itself, I'm going to try to go. There's a theater a couple towns over that's playing Halloween on Halloween. And I've always wanted to see that movie in the theater. So that's the goal right now. Hell yeah. That's a <laughs> that's what's keeping me going every day. <laughs> Seeing Loomis on the big screen. So uh yeah. Uh other than that I saw a talk to me, as Chris uh briefly discussed. I thought it was pretty good. I'm sure we'll we'll do an episode on it sometime, but uh yeah. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was definitely uh, unsettled. <laughs> <laughs> well definitely but go check it out. There's, there's some scenes. <laughs> Miles, what do you got? I think I was under a minute there. Chris took about 20. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having trauma flashbacks of the scene that you're talking, that you were thinking of when you sipped your water, Josh. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's been with me. It's been with me for days. I also watched yeah. Talk to Me. Talk to Me is a good uh, movie. That's about. Yeah. Uh, this is the best movie I've ever seen again. in my life. Ever. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. That's not... One Step Below Talk to Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did watch that movie, though. It was I had, I had a time with it. Um, I also recently watched Cobweb. I watched that last night. Um, had a lot more potential that it did not exploit. Did either of you guys see Cobweb? No, I heard it was good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the very end, like the last thing you see in the movie made me like, wait, that was that? That's how it ends? Okay. Like it was very, they, they built up to a perfect ending and then they just didn't, then they just kept going for a couple extra beats and then they stopped. And it was, yeah, it was not so great, but overall fun ride. Yet again, another film, another horror film that could have been shortened by five minutes and been infinitely better. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I got some new horror shirts. I'm wearing one. That's like a comic book of Freddie and Jason fighting. And Michael Myers is coming up in the background. It's pretty dope. I also got, um, a saw t-shirt of jigsaw, like the puppet, but he's like, a cartoon character with a big head and big giant anime eyes and <laughs> it's pretty cute i got one of like chucky cutting his way out of the box i got some scream ones and mostly i got friday the 13th ones so i got i now have the movie posters for two four five six seven and eight all of those movie poster covers i have all of those as t-shirts now i'm trying to complete the set so that's pretty cool. Incredible. Do you have wait? Is one of those Manhattan? It sure is. It's the yeah. first one I put yeah. on. <laughs> I ordered Jason I X. Say. It still hasn't gotten here. That's the one I'm most looking forward to. It's Do be- they have a Freddy versus Jason one? No, I have not found one of those yet. They I found one that it was Freddy and Jason like with their arms folded, standing like back to back, and like <laughs> I was like, that's not what I want at all. <laughs> it's really not good it's like some shit you'd see on on uh the cw like in a commercial break yeah keep on watching it's an umbop album cover (laughs) (laughs) um what else is going on with me when i like am cleaning and shit which i do all the time i'll just turn on shutter and pick a random movie and i came across a few lately um i'm in the middle of alligator this movie's that movie's rough so from the 80s yep from 1980 that was rough um also i watched final exam have you guys seen final exam Mm -mm. (laughs) final Mm -mm. exam is a movie about these teenagers in college trying to pass their final exams but they will do anything other than study and work hard these kids one of them because he's afraid he's gonna fail the test stages a fake school shooting where a van rolls up in this college and dudes in SWAT gear jump out of the out of the vans and start mowing people down and it turns out it was an elaborate hoax to get this kid out of having to take a test. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> did he get out of the, the test? Yeah, he did and then they were like <laughs> they paid all Mission those students to pretend to die. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Um yep, um what else went on with me? I'm in the. I started the Dracula show I talked about a few weeks ago. That's a Netflix it's one. A Netflix BBC collaboration, and what Dracula. keeps what keeps things that are like BBC or NBC from being scary is that the lighting is always so perfect. 
There's never mm. like any like scary darkness or anything. Everyone is just well lit and talking to camera like I don't know, it's 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 good so far, but it's still got that feeling, not scary. And last but not least, a recommendation for everybody. Go to a farmer's market. This is the time of year that shit pops off. Pumpkins and shit. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Go check that shit out. Get yourself some corn. Sit it by your door and call it a decoration. It'll be awesome. That's it. That's all I got going on for my frightening finds or whatever. Frightful, Frightful finds. finds. 25 minutes in. <laughs> Are you guys ready to talk about a movie? No. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> I play Dying Light a lot now. <laughs> All right. Let's actually let's let's get into it for real. Let's let's talk some zombies. Let's talk some Romero. Basically, this was all our first watch. Like Miles watched this as a child, but with with our with our adult horror movie aficionado eyes, this is our first time watching it. And I thought like really in my mind it was kind of like a game of clue where i'm just like watching what like i'm making mental note of oh that's like a callback or like the Zack snyder version had a callback to this and that and the other like the scene where he falls down into the fountain Mm -hmm. i'm like oh yeah fountain death i remember that I liked the guy in the wheelbarrow i was like oh oh like the leonardo yeah Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously the, when there's no more room left in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I love that shit. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved it. You know you know who that man is? I don't. That's Joe Grizzly, bitch. I was oh, hoping that you bro. guys didn't notice that. Yeah, it's Joe Grizzly from bro. Halloween. Oh, my God. How did I not? <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Mm. Holy shit. It's amazing. He's also wow. the dad in Keenan and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Dude, know that either. That's uh, that makes I love Joe Grizzly in Rob Zombie's Halloween, and that makes his cameo even part. freaking better. <laughs> Holy shit! How like oh okay cool. Yep, he's. You better take it on the arches before I'm done <laughs> dropping this load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really pleased when I saw that right before we started recording. I was like, oh, I'm gonna hit him with this knowledge. Yeah, right. <laughs> You guys are way ahead of me on that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I liked that. uh, I liked that. uh, What's his name? Dario Argento was involved in this. He actually. Yeah, I saw his name quite a bit in the credits. Yeah. So he did the music with his brother, I guess, but also was a producer in the film. Um, yeah, he has some story writing credits as well. Oh, cool. And for those of you who maybe don't know who Dario Argento is, he did Suspiria. Um, he's kind of the father of Giallo horror, which is... Giallo! Giallo! Which is uh, very, very bloody um, horror movies. But, I don't know, not a ton of gore, just a lot of blood. Yeah, it's kind of like, my, my understanding is like, Italian exploitation horror. <laughs> yeah, they're grindhouse movies. That's that's how I always think of it. <laughs> yeah, well, he did he did uh, another big one too. Was it Demons? Yes. Yeah. I've never seen. That I haven't. One. I I still haven't either. I would love to do that on the show sometime. That's a film that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Um, but yeah, I I thought that was cool. Like, uh, obviously, a very prominent filmmaker in the time. 
um, kind of doing his own genre, being involved in this, which again was its own kind of genre defining film in itself. You got Tom Savini. Yeah, the, he's, yeah, couldn't believe he was it. Exciting to see. Couldn't believe it when he popped up. <laughs> I had just watched From Dust Till Dawn again the day before, and I'm just like, it's just Sex Machine. It's Sex Machine. It's Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> he's got one role, and it's absolute psychopath, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. it's wear a leather jacket and cause a ruckus. <laughs> I'd love to see him in like uh, any of the Mad Max continuation films upcoming. Absolutely. I want, I want another machete sequel where he's like a master assassin. Do you guys remember that? He's, he's people and shit. <laughs> that movie is freaking amazing. I love machete. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so much to, to love about this film. Um, just with, with all of the influence that this has, on all kinds of horror films, not just zombie movies. It was honestly a treat to watch this, even though I wasn't like over the moon in love with the film itself. I was like having a ball with all of the Easter eggs of like, I know that person or, oh shit, that's where this came from. Or I've seen this done 50 other times in 50 other movies, but this is like where it originated, you know? Oh, really? I really was in love with this movie. I like this movie a lot. <laughs> I thought it was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed it. I just don't really like the zombies being blue. Yeah, blue zombies didn't work out super great, but it's more of an aesthetic thing. But the the beginning of this movie fucking rules. <laughs> it was so crazy. I was expecting just like a cheesy, similar to the movie before this zombie flick. And it was not. <laughs> There's fucking SWAT people cleaning out slums and like zombies flying down laundry chutes and shit. That was so crazy. Yeah, there's so many zombies and there's so many kills and practical effect shots in this movie that I can't not love it. I think it's fucking great. I don't care if it's red paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love it. Best kill in the movie. Three, two, one. Helicopter decapitation. <laughs> it definitely was yeah. <laughs> you could see that motherfucker's forehead coming from a mile yeah, away <laughs> you really could. I was like oh boy something crazy is about to happen to this guy look at his head <laughs> uh, yeah I really liked the, the SWAT teams going in and like clearing them out they, they did like the whole broadcast where they're like you're no longer allowed to be in your homes like you need to go to like camps so that the government can wipe out the zombie apocalypse and then there's one is, really, really, really racist guy. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah, that cop. I'm not going to lie. I thought that guy survived his gunshot wound and was leading the gang at the end with his freaking SS yeah, helmet. Because he like looks that might, so. Definitely might have been the same guy. It looks though. exactly like him. That's crazy because my girlfriend and I also thought that. Do you think that really was the guy? Bro, yeah, I think I it was. Holy shit. <laughs> And, and honestly, canonically, maybe that guy wasn't even freaking dead. Maybe maybe it's his twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Landfill too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy had a boner for murder. He was, <laughs> He's like, he was like zombie apocalypse. Wait till the door flies open. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Three minutes in, we get the N word, and it's like, well, that's definitely a bad guy. <laughs> Well, also, it's like the one the one unit where it would have been okay for him to go in there guns blazing because it's all zombies in there anyways. 
That's what the thing I really like about this movie is that there's like no need for exposition. It's just like, yeah, of course this is how it would happen. Like, middle of a zombie apocalypse, they're killing cops because the cop's losing his fucking mind. Like, no need to be like, we need to stop Johnson. He's gone too far. They're just like, look at this fucking guy. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no like, oh, what are we going to do? You shot an officer in the line of duty. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just like, yep, fucking hell's come to earth. <laughs> no rules. Yeah, when like when everybody's looting and like picking up cash, we're like, you never know. Like, I can only imagine like that. I don't know. That one really resonated with me. Like, will money be worth something someday? Can't hurt to carry it around, I guess. <laughs> and then playing with re- uh, playing poker with real money later, and like having no stakes to it, that seems like fun to me. I don't know why. That seemed like it would be a good thing to do. Lay some twenties on a table. I can't afford it, but it'd be fun if it was fake money. Yeah, you'd be better off playing with food. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I I did really like all of the kind of like commentary without like having to say it of just like commercialism in this film. Like obviously the setting of the mall, but like them having everything that they need when they eventually do clear the mall. Um and then still like basically like going insane slowly i mean going stir crazy getting bored like homegirl won't marry that guy because it's not a real marriage that was dude that was was, (laughs) that was like a kick in the freaking teeth bro like bro's at the end of the world and still can't get hitched like (laughs) yeah damn yeah He's probably getting friggin' cucked by Joe Grizzly. You know he's stuffing up his, uh, <laughs> two dudes and only one chick. What's he supposed to do? Just go J.O. off in the Cinnabon? <laughs> he's friggin' serving them on their date night. I don't know. My lady thinks that he was putting off some homosexual vibes that he might have been into the other guy. Joe Grizzly? Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah, Joe Grizzly. Because he was real attached mm-hmm. to that other guy, especially when he died. Even though they didn't seem to know each other at the beginning, I do. I think that is a good thing that this movie does. Is it does seem to. It feels like there's a passage of time. Mm. Like once they get yeah. settled in, they get the mall cleared and shit. It seems like things that like that you get the emotional awareness that like these people are starting to fall apart a little bit. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean the scene the the drama scenes, you know maybe I do like this movie a little bit more than I'm giving it credit. Like, cause as I'm thinking about it, I actually do think the character development in this was pretty good. And like, it does a good job of kind of showing that isolation and how, like, I mean, especially after the other dude dies that I can't even imagine being in that triangle situation as Joe Grizzly. That would be a nightmare scenario. It wouldn't be good. Would not be good. There is also a scene though, right after he proposes to the lady, the helicopter pilot, where it just like starts off zoomed in on her nipple and it slowly zooms out to them sitting in bed. <laughs> and that's the boob report. <laughs> yeah, right after she says no. <laughs> yeah, not getting married, but she's still down to crying. Right. <laughs> yeah, there was no reason for that. They were just like, well, here's 20 bucks. Will you get your boobs out for the movie? She's like, okay. <laughs> that's what I feel like happened. It's a horror movie. Yeah. So yeah, they end up teaching the helicopter pilot ends up teaching. Uh, what's the the blonde chick's name? Is it, is it Fran? I'm not the guy to ask about names. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, he teaches her how to fly, 
which I loved. I thought there was a great inclusion in the story. And then it had me thinking, why the hell didn't he teach Joe Grizzly how to fly? Yeah, yeah, everybody should know how to fly. (laughs) He's just like, Fran, if you got to, get out of here, even if you got to leave Joe. (laughs) So mean. I didn't like that one scene where they're moving the trucks around to block off the entrances. And the helicopter is just floating above them. And it's like, why don't you go fly on the other side of the parking lot for a little bit? Draw them in. Cause all this. Yeah, draw all the zombies over there. And then get up in the air and fucking make sure they're all clear. He's just following them around, like, being like, come here, zombies. <laughs> go exactly where we don't want you to be. Um, that scene I also, found really difficult to follow. Like, why did they even get the trucks? Because they were blocking the entrances so that the zombies definitely wouldn't be able to get in, and then all they had to do was kill all the zombies on the outside. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> the dumb thing is in that scene, they lock all the doors, and then later when the bikers show up, they're like, we'll close the gates. It's like, why didn't you close the gates for the fucking zombies? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did like, kind of jumping backwards for a minute, I did really like that um, it started off in the newsroom, I thought that was a really interesting way to, to start it, even before, you know, the, the SWAT raids and everything. Yeah, I, I liked watching the chaos unfold. I feel like that would be, like, one of the most traumatic places to be outside of where you're, like, not actually getting attacked by zombies, but, like, you're getting all the reports of everyone, and you're like, oh, shit, like, the world's about to end. Yeah, it was cool to see, like, these people trying to, like, hold up a responsibility to get the news out there while at the same time all losing their fucking mind that <laughs> the world is <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie was watching like you're the smart guy what's the answer and he's like oh you stupid people like i loved watching them <laughs> fall apart it was amazing that guy with the eye patch yeah <laughs> <laughs> you must continue to use logic <laughs> Uh, yeah no i really enjoyed that um but yeah kind of jumping back to the mall so i thought it was kind of an interesting switch up where in this one and obviously making a comparison to the Zack snyder uh dawn of the dead in this one it's a smaller group of individuals so them having access to unlimited guns really is not like uh anything super special right like at no point does them having the armory really give them the upper hand too much. Uh, whereas like in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, the armory is separate from where the rest of the group is. Although there is a big enough group where if everyone had guns, they could fuck some zombies up, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of a, a interesting little inversion um, from one movie to another. I think it raises the stakes too when you only have a couple of them and you know you're absolutely outnumbered yeah uh, i think it it makes like um it emphasizes that the number one resource that they need is people like they have everything else uh an unquantifiable amount of everything but except for human beings which kind of ties in with the whole commodification and like you know uh corporate slavery kind of ideas like um, they think that they're going to be satisfied or fulfilled at the end of the world with all of these material goods and belongings that maybe they always longed for. Uh, but in reality, they're alone, they're isolated, and they start to fall apart psychologically. 
Well put. Hard to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasized by when the zombies get in and they step on the makeup on the floor and the goo comes out. <laughs> Speaking of makeup. And then- well, George Romero had said after the movie came out that like that was just a coincidence. Like He was not thinking about like all of like the mall setting and people being zombies towards like you know consumerism and shit like that and it's like bullshit right (laughs) yeah like it's it's too clearly there for that to be a coincidence yeah i'm sorry sir you're wrong (laughs) bro yeah like at the end when the freaking bikers are there like they're literally dying to like scrape dollar bills and like grab tvs and shit like that is clearly like they're these are supposed to be like road warriors if you got these guys acting like they logically would at the end of the world, they're not going to be gathering random junk, right? Like they're getting food yeah. and resources and guns and things like that. But they make it very apparent that they are there for the loot. And I, like, yeah, Romero, you're fucking full of shit, bro. <laughs> I like that there was numerous times when during a zombie apocalypse, somebody went to take a piece of clothing from the store and they checked the price tag first. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to pay for this, bro. <laughs> there's nobody here to stop you. Yeah, there's a while where they rock jumps. The the like the SWAT guys, they rock a jumpsuit for two-thirds of the movie. They're mm-hmm. in a mall full of clothing, and they're like, I, I just am comfortable in this. Can't beat the versatility, Miles. <laughs> so the, the blonde guy... He had quite the character arc. He went from being a badass motherfucker sniper to like, I don't know. I feel like he really was. <laughs> <towards the end there. laughs> I love when he just keeps swatting that other dude's gun out of the way <laughs> when they're at the airport getting gas. The fu- that fucking dude has the aim of a stormtrooper. He can't hit shit. <laughs> and that dude just rocks up and like one scene he pushes his gun out of the way and takes aim and shoots the zombie first try. And then the next time he literally like slaps it. Out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exact same scene they're just like do it m- more intensely this time <laughs> yeah that, i loved that guy's character and when he turns into a zombie that's like one of the more famous like shots of this movie because i didn't know it was from this movie that's like one of two shots in this movie that are like super famous and i didn't know why yeah there's there's yeah there's quite a few i and there's like some musical things in this that i'm like oh i didn't know that was from this movie yeah me too like the the music that starts uh sean of the dead is from this movie mm. oh shit the gorillas it's like a kind of like a bubbly type of noise the uh that's a bong sir <laughs> <laughs> um the the first gorillas album has a song that is like half like a big chunk of the music like when they're going to get the trucks and stuff the music that's playing during that, there's a big section of a Gorillaz song on their first album that is just that playing through. So, let's talk about this biker gang. We talked about Tom Savini a little bit. Tom What'd Savini you guys think has of a this? sword. I kept saying that every time I saw him. <laughs> Tom <laughs> what, what did you guys think about this group overall? I thought I, particularly after everything was said and done, was thinking back on some of the lines and was laughing at when... Uh, Joe Grizzly was like, that's a trained army. 
That's not some ragtag group. That's not a ragtag group of people. That's a trained army in there coming in there. One dude's checking his blood pressure as he's getting eaten (laughs) (laughs) alive. Oh, bro, I was dying. I was dying. I I was laughing so hard because I'm like, I wonder what this guy's going to do. Like, Maybe he has, like, his gun there or something, and then I just see him sit down. He's got the sombrero on, and he just gets eaten. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he can't get away once it, like, inflates or whatever. But Tom Savini running around with a sword, I was, like, ear to fucking ear. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Every time he, like, just peeked into the screen a little bit, I was like, Tom Savini has a sword! (laughs) My girlfriend and I were loving it. It was so much fun. This is a fun fucking movie. Yeah, I thought it was a, like a good way to do it of like, how do we get these zombies back in this mall? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, an entire biker gang shows up and just all hell breaks loose. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought it was a cool third act. Uh, th- I mean, overall, the biker gang is pretty useless, but it, I mean, it caused it caused a lot of fun events to <laughs> go down. <laughs> I don't understand why Flyboy decided that it was a territorial imperative to fight an army of bikers. Right. Like at one point he's in the store and he's like, this is our land. (laughs) This is ours. We took it. (laughs) It belongs to us. Typical white man. (laughs) And he's like just shaking in fury. Meanwhile, Joe Grizzly's like, please, please don't do it. What are you doing? (laughs) Whatever you do, don't. <laughs> they really could have just gotten on that helicopter and flown away, and ever no one would be the one. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they hid their location. They built a wall so no one would be able to find where they were. Yeah, it's like you literally could have just hid and let the zombies fucking scare the bikers off again. Eventually, yeah. And then you would have had to just go back, and clear secure that one door, and kill all the zombies. You have unlimited ammo. They seemed like competent fighters than, like when they rode into the mall on their motorcycles. Like They were just like wiping out zombies like crazy. And then out of nowhere, the tables just turned. It's because everyone got off and started fucking around. One guy's checking his blood pressure. Right. Tom, Tom Savini is doing acrobatics <laughs> with a sword. <laughs> like He's clearly their leader. And once he goes down, it's just a nightmare. Plus, you had you did have a sniper picking people off. But, yeah, it was honestly hilarious how, like, the whole time, all I could think was, this is just Dead Rising. Like, this is yeah. exactly what I've experienced yeah. in Dead Rising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It looks like, so when they first get to the mall, though, they definitely fight, like, the same five zombies over and over. The monk zombie. That was a lot. <laughs> the monk zombie was sending me, dude. <laughs> like, like, honestly, this movie is fantastic. It's just like a, a couple things where I'm like, this is so strange. Like, the amount of time spent on the truck parking scene, for example. Yeah. <laughs> or the freaking monk zombie being a recurring character. Like... He was so blue. Why was he it so was, blue? He was the bluest character. He's the one I think of when I think of I didn't really like their blue skin. Because he was like smurfed. He was like Moby, dude. <laughs> I wonder if they made them look like that 
for Night of the Living Dead, and then you just couldn't see it on the screen because it was black and white, and they were like, this is the aesthetic of our zombies. We'll continue to do it. But then it looks very different because this is in color now. Yeah. It's funny you should say that. That's exactly what it says here that I'm reading on IMDb, that the the makeup didn't translate right in Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead, so it made them look blue when they colorized it. So I guess they were like, well, this is what our zombies look like now. And they just rode with it. Hmm. I, did, I didn't mind it. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I Like I said, I personally don't like it, but I'm willing to overlook it because it's, again, like, that's, that's an understandable misstep when your first film used the same makeup and no one complained. But. Right. <laughs> well, this was... It was also of the time. Like this, this was still new territory. They were still laying the groundwork. I mean, you didn't have fucking flesh falling off, and you know, you didn't have thriller and shit yet. <laughs> when they're ripping That's apart true. the biker gang, like pulling their guts out and stuff, that was pretty dope. Looked great. Looked great. Yeah, all the bites in this are phenomenal. They were like ripping out necks and shit. Yeah, there was one in particular where his neck was like spurting blood. Hmm. I can't remember. It was towards the end of the film, but I, yeah, I thought the practical effects work was great. The one zombie like grabs the guy by the calf and blood just shoots out of his calf. And I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Miles, you said, have you been to this mall? Monroeville mall? So at the beginning of the movie in the helicopter, they're saying, I don't know. We're somewhere between Harrisburg and Philly. And somewhere between Harrisburg and Philly is where I live. Like, that is literally where I live. So I was like, oh, shit, this is made in my neck of the woods. But it actually, and then one of the stores in the mall has the same, like, Hanover, Pennsylvania is where I work. And one of the stores in the mall was, like, a Hanover product from there. So I assumed it was in Hanover, so I got all stoked. But no, when I looked it up, Monroeville is a three and a half hour drive from me. But it's in the general neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. I think they they leave from Philly. The news station is in Philly, and then when they talk about Harrisburg, he goes, "Are we landing in Harrisburg?" And he goes, "No, that was about a half hour ago." Ah, yeah. So they're past it. Then they said the next closest city is Cleveland, but they should stay out of the cities. Mm-hmm. So they got to be close to the Ohio border. Yeah. It's, I love that George Romero's from the same area I am. Like every every time, so is Tom Savini. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Some there's something about when you look at a a scene in a movie and you're like, oh shit, that's definitely like where I live. Lots of places look like forests <laughs> and stuff, but you can like your eye just pops when you see like, oh, this is what I've grown up looking at my whole life. Yeah. Like as opposed to Jurassic Park, where nobody lives in that forest. I would have enjoyed more Philly accents in the movie, though. Would you, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love a Philly accent. I find it fucking hilarious. Like toasted hoag. <laughs> I'm also reading, apparently there was an alternate ending that they had looked at in the original screenplay where Peter and Francine, so Joe Grizzly and the lady, were to sp- they were going to kill themselves, Uh Peter was going to shoot himself in the head and Francine was going to stick her head in the path of the rotating helicopter blades. <laughs> again, do it again, do it again. Um, <laughs> She's with child, Christopher. Let's see. Booze and it says much, much, 
<laughs> much much of the lead in in the two suicides or to the two suicides remains in the film as Francine leads out of the helicopter upon seeing the zombies approach and Peter puts a gun to his head ready to shoot himself. Yeah, I was glad Joe Grizzly didn't go out like that. I was like, come on, dude. It was so weird and out of character. Like, oh, well, there's zombies here now. We could easily escape. I guess I'll just kill myself. Right. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they gave him that, like, fucking... 70s TV action music when that he's was so f- fist fighting zombies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of zombie punch in Dude, this movie. So I really enjoyed many it. Punches were thrown. <laughs> I was I was cracking up because it's just like like in modern zombie movies, everyone's like, "Don't get bit," and this is like, "Come here, you <laughs> get over here." <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not, like, a person who gets super invested emotionally in a movie. I kind of need a TV show for that, eight-plus hours. But I was invested in Flyboy, and when he got got, I had a hard time with that. I was like, no, why would you do this to me? No! <laughs> it was so sad. He was the best zombie in this in this movie, though. Yeah. I don't know how he fucking walked like that. He, like, yeah. walked on the top of his foot, and he, he never let go of that gun. Yeah. <laughs> It was just dangling from his one finger. Yeah, he he was really good. I wonder if they like cast for that too. If you want to be a main character in the show, not only do you need to be a good actor, but also give me your best zombie. We didn't talk about my favorite character in this entire movie, which is zombie that never lets go of the assault right. rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Bruce Campbell a- for a second. <laughs> he does look a little Bruce Campbell-y. There's a zombie that steals one of the guys, the blonde guy's assault rifle at the beginning. Joker is like, just let him have it. And the rest of the movie, he just pops up once in a while, holding it like up to his face by the barrel <laughs> <laughs> until the very end where he just gets a new gun <laughs> and does the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I also saw... so. The one guy's head who blew up in the tenement scene when they shotgunned him. Apparently, they used that same device for when they did the decapitation on the helicopter blade at the end, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I read. So we were looking for this movie and we were I was having a hard time finding it on the streamers, but I found it for free on YouTube and there's multiple cuts of it. The longest one is two hours and 38 minutes long. What the fuck yeah. did they ask? And you, and you can see, well, I feel like, in, especially in the beginning, until pretty much until they get to the mall, you can see that this movie was a bit chopped up. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a lot of the dialogue doesn't make sense. There's some things they're saying to each other, and then the things they say in response aren't really correlated at all. And it's just like, what's happening here? I thought it was just the cut I was watching. Mm-hmm. So, but I, and when I looked it up, I'm like, no, this is like the regular theatrical cut. The runtime is exactly the same. So maybe it's a little more coherent yeah. <laughs> in the two and a half hour version. I just can't imagine sitting and watching them go crazy for an additional 30 minutes. Cause that, while it is the best part of the movie from a storyline standpoint, it is not my favorite part of the movie to watch. It, it definitely did slow down. My teenage self was right. There is a zone in there where it kind of screeches to a halt. But they pick it back up with Tom Savini with a sword. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel I don't feel like the slow part is overly long though. I don't I feel like it could have been a lot longer. Mm. I feel like 
the the opening scene is good with no action, and then you get that awesome tenement building scene, and then there's a lot of action for a while once they get to the mall. That the slow period is, it's there, but it's not, it's not like the majority of the film. Right. Yeah, definitely not. Man, the violence was good though. Yeah, lots of headshots, lots of shots in general. Like there's just people getting shot a lot. Yeah. Somebody they get shot. It might have been. It wasn't the monk. It was in that room, though. I think the first one. It could have it been Flyboy. He gets shot in the head, and it, like, explodes out the back and onto the wall. And yeah, yeah, yeah. How did they yeah, do yeah. that effect? How did they do that? <laughs> like, you, you, you strapped an explosive to the back of his head? Pretty much, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's not safe. <laughs> Super soaker back there. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty fucking solid kill, too. And it was the fact that it was Joe Grizzly. Like, of course it was, you know? Yeah, he don't miss. <laughs> it is kind of crazy, though, that that one guy was like, I'm going to try not to turn into a zombie. And, like, it kind of keeps his mind there a little bit. And then Flyboy's attempt to not become a zombie actually hurt them because he remembered where they were and he was trying to come and, like, be with them. And it turned out he just led a horde of zombies up to him. Yeah, I was hoping his dead body would have, like, jammed the way for the zombies not to be able to right. get <laughs> All right, boys. Well... I think we've established we enjoy this movie, but what are we going to rate it out of? Copter Chops? <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Let's say gun, gun slaps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, too. Blood pressure machine deaths. Ooh. <laughs> All very notable. <laughs> I actually, I think that the, the chop, uh, Copter Chops... It's got to yeah, be my cool. fave. I love that part. All right. How many copter chops would you guys give this movie? Josh, you go first. I'm going to go with five. I fucking love this. I can't re- wait to rewatch it. I'd love to see it in theater sometime. Uh, I love when I see an old movie that I, is hyped up and I've never seen it before and I finally get to see it and it lives up to it. I, I fucking... It's always super enjoyable. I love finding great movies, and this was fantastic. I enjoyed the whole, all of it. So, yeah, five. Hell yeah. Caca. <laughs> Sound off, Christopher. What do you think? I'm going to give it a 4.5 purely huh? purely because of the, the aesthetic of the blue took me out of it a little bit, and also some of, like, the campy goofiness of, like, the monk zombie, for example – and just like the zany shit that some of the people were, <laughs> yeah. some of the bikers were doing, because like, I felt like at times everyone was acting exactly like they would in a zombie apocalypse, and then some people were acting completely like they were immortal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so that that would be my only critique. But four point five definitely would highly recommend anybody watch this if you like horror and anyone especially if you like zombie movies because it is a film i plan to go back and rewatch for sure i think i'm going to give it 4.4982 copter chops out of five because i agree with everything chris said and the slow point really didn't land for me right like it was either too slow or too long I wasn't sure which one it was, but it just wasn't in the right zone for me. But the violence is fucking awesome. And the the actors 
could have been better, but they weren't that bad, some of them. So, and the, the blue zombies, really, that, that did it in for me. The blue monk, I was like, is this one an alien? Like, why does this one look like this? <laughs> so, as much as I would like this to be Kakoa Shaw approved, I definitely have some critiques that I don't want to just, like, abandon. But, it, overall, very good movie. Very, very good movie. I can't, I can't wait. We're get, we are going to go back <laughs> someday. I'm thinking 100th episode. I'm gonna do a review, and I'm gonna go over how many movies were Kakoa Shaw approved. Wait, did this, <laughs> this not probab- get it? This is probably better than a lot of. Did you say? Did you say four point four nine eight or four point nine eight? Yeah, we ain't averaging. It's five out of five or nothing. <laughs> we did that for a little bit. That was very frustrating to listen back to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if this one got Kakoa Shaw approved, but th- I definitely had some problems with it, so, you know. But, like, this movie isn't as good as Jaws, you know? Like, other Kakoa no. Shaw movies. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll get to that We'll list. get to the list. <laughs> How many episodes do we have until 100? Like, 40? Like, no, like 20. Oh, really? Well, shit, yeah. 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 We should all like pick a section of the show to listen to and like write down how many stars everyone <laughs> yeah. gave each movie. Yeah. Fast forward through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. Awesome. Damn, I I am surprised this one didn't make the Kakoa Shaw cut. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. Sometimes it gotta yeah. be close, but no cigar, right? Yeah, yeah. We can't give everything a ten. Next one though. Next one's gonna get a ten if it's one of the two that I think we should do. So. But until next week, you guys, you need to get yourselves some drip. HonHpod.threadless.com. Put on a shirt and smile. It's awesome. Yeah, tis the season. Christmas is coming up sooner than later. So get someone you love uh, a Kakoa Shaw approved shirt. Tell them their body's 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. (laughs) Or 5 out of (laughs) 5. Or 4.839 out of (laughs) 5. Uh, we also do the social medias. Um, every time that two of us are logged in, the third person gets kicked out. The third person's usually me. So we're passing <laughs> the hat around with the social media, but we're doing it. It's happening. So stop. Get soshed. H on H pod. So shit. Alrighty, everybody. Until next week. Remember, life is tough. So why not get high on board?